0: Greetings, all. Here we are with another session of the Chief Yuya podcast. And as always, I'm thankful for your presence, thankful for your attendance. And, of course, uh, to listen to this podcast and all the previous podcasts, all you have to do is go to chiefyuya.com. C-H-I-E-F-Y-U-Y-A dot com. In this session, I'm going to be speaking about the benefits and more, more so the importance of... of courtships and structuring your relationships in a way that's actually fruitful and conducive of maintaining, uh, conducive to maintaining the integrity, the dignity, the respect, and the regality of not only yourself, but of your relationship, the homestead. All right. And, uh, as usual, uh, you know, I am sending this information for it to be applied, as we're dealing with courtships and we're going to we're going to cover a couple of things, not only courtships, but we're going to also speak about the idea of being people of action as opposed to be to being people of, of uh, curators and librarians and, and archivists of information, which we need those as well. We always need those who are going to maintain the halls of Maat, but it's very important that we have people who are interested in applying. And pursuing and pushing forward in order to not only pursue their purpose, but to pursue their active purpose and their lives, you know. But again, going back to the ideas of formatting your relationships. And I wanted to speak about the discrepancy or the differences between the idea of dating someone and courting someone. The difference between dating and courting okay and it's a stark difference and unfortunately so few of us have actually gone through actual courtship processes you know many people have found themselves in the middle of family arrangements but they've only actually dated their potential and then they've moved from a place of dating to eventually saying okay let's uh, put papers on one another let's let's lock each other into an arrangement into a situation that willfully and hopefully we both can benefit from, all right? And I'm going to, you know, um, let you all know now, I'm actually uh, traveling as usual. When am I not traveling, right? Doing some work and, um, you know, I decided uh, the time was getting later and I pulled over into a rest stop to uh, record this segment. So if you hear some some trucks going by or some dogs barking or, or whatever, uh, I'm not living under the freeway. I am actually just pulled over at a rest stop. All right. But before we get into that subject, I want to get into something real quick. And I want to see if I can pull it up on my phone. I'm, I'm recording this segment on my phone. So it may be, even quality-wise, it may not be what you're accustomed to. But, you know, ride ride with me. Um. Some of you may be familiar with, with Brother Charles, Charles Evans, right? Uh, one of our Sedula House students, students, one of our, our new members. And, um, you know, he would always participate when we had the monthly student session. And, uh, of course, Brother Charles is a Shango energy, so he always has something um, thought-provoking. And he always has a spark, provide. There's always fire (laughs) coming from uh, his mouth. Uh, So some of you may be familiar with him. Well, probably 10 minutes before I started this broadcast, I saw uh, a message from him that he sent me. And uh, matter of fact, what I'm going to try to do, and willfully it doesn't stop the recording. What I'm going to try to do is pull up that message while I'm recording. So let's see. So Uh, if the recording stops and I know they don't work together. (laughs) Okay. Well, there's actually two, two calls. Um, oh, I missed, I missed this message. I apologize, Charles. (laughs) He said, greetings, chief. How have you been doing? Uh, rare question. So I appreciate that brother Charles. I've, I've been doing, I've been doing valleys and peaks. Uh, he said, we have a men's call this weekend, and I wanted to know if there's anything else you wanted to have mentioned in addition to the announcements on the podcast. He's probably like, why are you reading all the messages? But then he sent me one today at 12.23. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Yeah, at today at 12.23. Well, he said, no, Chief, okay, really dig the new show, Orisha Podcast. It gives me the old foundational Friday vibes. Peace. Thank you, Brother Charles. Um, he says, okay. Today at 1223, it's now, right now, as I'm speaking to you all, okay, so clicking around there in my inbox and stuff caused the recording to stop, so willfully, I I have an app somewhere on my phone where I could piece these together before I upload them uh, later, but anyway, so he then sent me a message that said, um, uh, here, let me see if I can kind of pull it without stopping this recording, we're going to try this again. But it, it it said that call that, that call on how to do an ebook was helpful. And then there was a link to an ebook. or just a link, an Amazon link. So of course I clicked it. Now I did all this while I was driving. So that this this has all happened within the last thirty minutes. While I was driving, I saw an ebook. And the title of the ebook was um, Coaching for Black Men, Why Black Men Need Coaching. By Charles J. Evans. I bought my copy immediately. <laughs> so, Brother Charles, I have my copy. All right. I, I, I guess I'll, willfully, I'm one of the first buyers. Right. Um, so, I got that before I even pulled into this rest stop to start recording. Yeah. And again, it shouldn't be on your phone while you're driving. All right. So, I'm not advocating that. That's the wrong thing to do. But I, uh, when I saw it, I was excited, and I want to support. And I went and, and, and got my copy. Now, I'm bringing this up for several reasons. One, because I want you to get a copy of his book. You know, uh, I'm not going to say if it's good or bad yet because I haven't even read it. <laughs> but I know it's good. I skimmed through it a little bit right before I uh, got on this call. And, and Brother Charles is a deep thinker and uh, he's well read as well. So I know I know it's going to be good. But in, in any event, uh, speaking about people of action, like I mentioned in the beginning, so, MGC, Mother Randy, some of you may be familiar with him, right? Uh, Randy, who is the the uh, husband of Sister Sequoia, right? Uh, MGC, man of great character. Uh, we were speaking at one point about um, different things. You know, he's, he's um, building and cultivating his work as not only a counselor... But as a speaker and a writer, right? So he was asking for some some guidance in that that direction, and I spoke to him about doing an ebook, and and you know, um, and for several reasons why I told him why, and you know, one of his challenges was he didn't really know where to begin or how to how to begin. So I thought about it. I said, you know, what? there's a couple of you guys who need to know how to do this. Uh, we need to set up some type of. I said, no. I said maybe on one of the men's calls I'll come in. And I'll do a, a presentation on how to do an ebook, and we kind of left it there. Uh, and I think I asked him to reach out to one of my assistants to find out what Sunday I may have free, in order to assist with that work, right? So my assistant got back to me and said, you know, da 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 da, da. and I said, well, whatever, whenever I'm free, just you know, throwing in there on my calendar, I'll, I'll make it happen. So it turned out being um a like a class <laughs> all by itself. We didn't do it on a men's call and there were a good amount of of um our new men on the call and I walked them through not only how to write a book, how to, but specific a book, specific an electronic book, is specific to a ebook, but also you know the things you want to cover, you know, how do, how do you pick a topic? How do you pick a subject? um the length that it should be you know things like that i went through a to z i would say to some degree on um how to do it and do it successfully and do it in a way where it's manageable you know where it's not like you know cuz you may have never written anything before but anyone can write a book you know we write books and just the amount of text and captions we write you know and don't even realize sometimes how much we're actually we're actually writing right? so I had that class with the men, and I taught them how to do that. And um, many have already begun their journey, right? And if I'm not mistaken, and Brother Charles can comment on the you know, excerpt video for this this segment, I think he left the call early, or something. or no, he, or he muted us. Something happened. He was with his family that day, so he was on but I think at a certain point cuz it went over of course time cuz I was covering a lot. I I remember there was a time when he was kind of slightly absent. So um but he was there. He was there. And look what he did. He delivered a whole book. <laughs> so yeah, I'm taking I'm proud. <laughs> I'm proud. I'm, I'm I'm bragging on uh Mr. Charles Evans. You know, uh, for a moment here because um I'm 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 proud that uh knowledge was given, knowledge was applied. Now he can go teach someone about how to write an e book. You see? He can go do another one. Now he's an author. He is an author now. You see? That's another thing that he can he can add. You know, on his resume, if, if you will, on his CV, on his bio, that he is an author, you know. But, you know, ultimately, again, the idea of applying the lessons, applying the information when it comes to you, you know, is so important. And as men and as as women, you know, sometimes we have to learn how to switch roles. And what I mean by that is when I'm teaching men, they have to become receptive. That's them kicking in their feminine energy. It's very easy to buck back and, wait a minute, what about this and what about that and not listen. But by listening and then applying what you've, you've learned or heard by, again, I always say, for men, someone who's further along the path. You know, I've written almost two dozen books at this point. You know, I haven't published published them all, but I've written a lot, you know, so I'm a little further along the path than someone who's not written anything. So it would be wise to listen to me because I'm for, even if I've done it wrong if I did wrote 24 wrong books learn what not to do right so that's what happened in that moment and then he listened and then the masculine energy goes out to create he created and now look he's got a product he's got a book you see um so again you know I'm I'm speaking as a proud jegna you know so but but I'm also uh showing that there is a learning and a teaching moment and this in terms of being people of action being people who apply the lessons when we get someone in front of us who can show us something and who is giving graciously is not that wasn't a class i charged for i could have charged for a class like that how to write cuz i'm teaching you how to create residual income you know i didn't charge anything just hey you know the charges do it Which I always tell the brothers, you know, um, a lot of times when I help them out or I give them some time and they say, chief, man, how can I repay you? And I always say, do what I told you to do. (laughs) That's the payment. Do it. Don't sit on it. Because then now my time is disrespected. My energy is disrespected. But if I'm graciously giving it to you, then even if you don't like what i gave you well then your your fee is to do it anyway that's the cost <laughs> you know uh improve and better yourself and you know create something better for your family you know now charles's daughter and his and his wife can say you know the man of the house is an author my father wrote a book my husband is an author <laughs> Yeah, I'm proud. And I'm just I'm j I'm proud and I'm and I'm and I'm happy and um you know, takes take a moment to celebrate, uh, Charles. Take a moment to celebrate. Uh we as men, we sometimes lock ourselves into the workhorse motif a bit too much. And we need to celebrate ourselves more. We need to have fun and enjoy what we're doing a bit more. All of our enjoyment doesn't need to be wrapped up in obligation and duty. You know, so um yeah, that's that's the thing with that. I wanted to share that. And that was in, important. And like I said, go get a copy of the book. Coaching for Black Men. Why Black Men Need Coaching. All right? And, um, man, it'd be nice if you had an audio book. <laughs> Maybe that's the next thing you can work on. Because then I could I could listen to it while I'm on the road here. But uh, I certainly, when I, when I get stationary, I'm definitely going to um, crack it open. So that way I can leave you a good... Responsible, comprehensive review because those reviews are very important. All right, so make sure when you guys pick up a copy of that book that you leave a review. Don't do not do them like you did the 14 keys, don't do them like that. I got over 3,000 students and I got about two reviews, <laughs> I got like two reviews on the 14 keys. You know, uh, uh, and only views. uh, uh it was hard to read. Uh, I didn't understand it It's hard to read Don't do him like you did the old man Alright uh, And those who did leave a review Thank you very much on the 14 keys The rest of you, shame on you <laughs> No, but you know I'm 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 messing around But yeah, definitely leave a review on his book So Into what I was speaking about You know um, Courting versus dating, right And i make it very brief Um I'm on a schedule and I'm, well, I'm a little off schedule. I I had to knock myself off schedule a bit to record this. So, um, but this is important. And some of you may notice too, today is Sunday. I'm changing the time for, for the podcast as well. Uh, well the date, you know, normally I do them on Saturday, but they're going to be on Sunday, um, going forward. But, um, yeah, so the idea of, dating versus courting. Courting is a process. And I'm going to give you something real simple that helps you to understand it, right? Or or understand the importance of courtship and best maintain the dignity. You know, when I look around and, and some of the things that are happening in the world right now and relationship to how men and women are relating and some of the accusations that seem to keep coming forth and of course, of course, with the imprisonment of uh Bill Cosby, you know, it it just reiterates and reminds me of the importance of a structured cultural courting system as opposed to, you know, a looser, more informal, casual system of, of dating. When you're dating someone, in many senses often, it's it's non exclusive. You know, you may you may be dating someone and they may be dating four other people, or you may be dating two other people or seven other people. So you don't really get an opportunity to see the formula that the energy that you and you two create, which is perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine. If dating is on your agenda and that's, and and that's, that's where you want it to begin. That's where you want it to, to end. But if you're looking to create a bond, if you're looking to create a structured bond between you and that individual, then you need to see what happens when the chemistry of you two come together. You see, that's that's the important piece. You need to see, it needs to be how it would be, you're almost emulating to some degree, how it would be if we were in that structured bond going forward. And I'm going to speak about this as much as I possibly can without... Referencing the word marriage, okay. So that's why you're going to hear me say bond. It's a much more important word than marriage, right? So one of the one of the key things, and one of the important things that happens during a courtship is there's not only an 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 analysis, but there is a research and exploration of the mind of the person that. You're courting. A lot of times you don't get that in dating. And what, what happens is that in a courtship, there's two different things that are looked at. A woman should be researching and learning a man's heart. Don't worry about his mind too much. A man should be researching and learning a woman's mind. Okay, now why is that? Because typically and generally, a man's heart is held on the locking key. You know, it's like, um, it's like the treasure at the, at the center of a labyrinth that you can never really get to. You know, it, it remains in a very mysterious place for pretty much the whole of his existence, his heart. And a woman's mind is the exact same way. Her mind is pretty much a mystery to everyone. Even a lot of times her own mother or her own children, you know, or her own mate when there's no proper courtship. No one really ever knows what she's thinking. With him, no one ever really knows what he's feeling or maybe the pain or the trauma that exists inside of him despite his ability to function. But he will tell you his mind. He will say, I'm thinking we need to do this. This is what we're going to do. She will tell you what she's feeling. This is what I feel in my heart, so forth and so on. You see, so during a courtship, you're having an opportunity to discover what's happening at the heart chakra and above before you start getting into the manipulation of feelings. And the reason why I say the manipulation of feelings, because through feelings, you can convince someone to engage in something or you can be you can be convinced to engage in something that may not necessarily sustain you for the long haul. Okay. So what do I mean by that? And again, I want to make it clear. I'm speaking about how our new people date. Now you may have a structure in your own system, or maybe you're a part of a a church or you're a part of an organization and you do it a certain, that's fine. So I'm not speaking about courting and, and absolutism. I'm speaking about what works best for us. And when I say us, when you're applying the wisdom of the 14 keys and you're living your life by those 14 keys then there's other things that are going to come along with that that are going to complement that level of teaching or if you're if you're studying indigenous spirituality and you're living your life by indigenous indigenous ways then there's certain things that are going to complement that te- that teaching so say for instance if we were all christians And I was speaking about courtship and we're living by the Bible. One of the things that would be important within that courtship is to ensure that we're not fornicating. That would be an important piece to add in. So I would be speaking about chaperones. I would be speaking about group dating and things like that and wholesome dating in order to to make sure that you guys don't commit fornication. You see? Now... I would still say that during a courtship process, there should be no physical intimacy. Intimacy, there should be no no intercourse. Okay, now why is that? And of course, you may slip here and there. That's why sometimes chaperoning is good, depending on your system. You know, you may squeeze a little behind, or <laughs> you know, or 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 you know, kiss, or whatever it is that you do. But here's, here's the thing. Right, and I want I want you to look at, you know, I, I like to often look at the words of things and and use words to understand, you know, to help us to understand the deeper meanings of things. Oh, you know what? There's another book by by Baba Victor um, Bussole. I want you guys to check out called Southern Hospitality. Uh, this is side note. I'm gonna get back into that. I'm gonna get back into that. He's actually got several books. Um, one of which I'm 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 he gifted to me uh, last time I was in Toronto that I, I've been going through when I'm, you know, I have it back. I'm on the road so much, but I have it back home. But you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get into that. But it just it crossed my mind just now as I was speaking. I meant to mention his book when I mentioned Charles' book, but his is fresh off. It's hot off the press, so it was hot in my mind. But we'll come back to that. We're going to come back to that. But anyway, back to Courtney. So... If you look at the word courting, court, court, real simple, right? Court. Um, One of the things that happens in a court of law is that there's a presentment of the facts, you know, and sometimes you might be accused even by an attorney and you go through um, a deposition where certain questions are asked of you by that attorney and certain information is rendered. OK, so during that process, when you're in court, each person is coming and, you know, there may be a, what we call a discovery. Right. Let, so let's say if you get in something happens, you you know, whatever is criminal, civil, whatever. And someone accuses you of something. They say, hey, you went and you did this and you did that and you did that. And we have proof. And you say, okay, so you know you're going back and forth to court. Maybe you're going to go to trial, or maybe you're determining if you want to go to trial. So one of the important things is, before we do that, I want to see what you have. I want I want the discovery. You know what what do what do you have here? And each side may render a discovery to the other side during that court process. You see, so a courtship is no different in that you're rendering a discovery to one another. You're discovering who each other is before you put yourself in a place where you've created a bond with a stranger. You see, so that is that is one of the, the primary pieces with the courtship. It helps to maintain the dignity of getting to know each other, you know, in an in a exclusive way but while still maintaining that this is a process this is not this is not the bo- the bonding you see which is so important because i see a lot of times in dating when i see um men and women who want to get together and they're dating and quote unquote getting to know each other they're already you know like he might be giving her some money or she's giving him some money and i'm speaking about in a in a i'm just going to have to say it in a square relationship all right so for a lot of my my family and my people from that other space uh this this applies to those other people this applies to those 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 square people all right so just to be clear on what we're talking about here um so might be giving some money might be fixing cars and she might be making food for your lunch every day and so forth and so on and doing all these things that a bonded pair would do. None of that should be happening. None of that should be happening. Okay? Because what happens is this. Let's say if we go to court and um cuz in that in this in this instance we're both judging each other. We're both the judge. And every time I go to court, I bring um the judge some fresh baked cookies or I bring the judge the cigars that I know that they like or you know, or some money. Hey, here, here's here's for your car note this month, judge. Right. Is that going to sway the decision? Because I'm bribing them, essentially. Yeah, of course. It's going to sway how they're going to decide on my case. So it's the same thing during a courtship. You don't necessarily want to be doing those things that will emotionally sway the person that you're courting. Nor do you want to be swayed in that way. You might, you know, have intercourse with the person and now you've wrapped up maybe, especially, in, and let's be honest, for a lot of these women out here, they haven't been an intimate relationship. You know, you, you, you have a lot of women out here who've had long stretches in between their relationships, three years, four years, sometimes one year. They haven't been with anyone physically, so there's already a strong pining and a strong hankering and a strong desire for some level of of intimate touch and then you go there with them while you're supposed to be getting to know them and in their mind everything that they've been wanting for the past three years has already been fulfilled it's been fulfilled you're my man and i'm your woman now it's been fulfilled meanwhile discovery hasn't even been done yet now if any of you have ever been in a court case you know that that's a rookie mistake you know how many people are sitting in jail right now who don't, who've never even looked at their discovery? Been in, been in the county jail for nine months, 10 months, 11 months. Maybe don't have spoken to the lawyer two times and, and, and that entire time, if that, and then the lawyer might've changed. Well, I had this one person and they transferred it over here, this, that, da that, that. that. Well, did you look at your discovery that they have on your case? Did you look at the police report? They said, nah, nah, I ain't seen none of that. But they offered me three years. They telling me I could have got, you know, 15. But they're offering me a three to five. A three to five. Hey, man, you know, that's state time. I do, I get a three to five. You know, I could do two and then, you know, do the rest of my time in a halfway house. Or they might even hook me up and give me, a you know, a, 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 lay, a you know ankle. And you know I can do ISP. I can do it in intense supervision, supervised probation, and I, I'll be home and. Okay, yeah, we got a cutoff there again, but you know, a person to say yeah, I can do that, and I'll be home and, and I got time served, so I might be home in a year. You know, I'll go down state or upstate, you know, midstate, wherever how they have it set up in your where you live, and then I'll come right back, right. But meanwhile, you've never even looked at the discovery. You possibly are in the wrong place. Maybe you were never even supposed to be apprehended or locked up. You don't know because you haven't looked at the mind of the person that you're now engaged in this process with. But you're about to now contract with them. Yeah, I'm going to take the, play deal, the plea deal. Give me the three to five. And anything can happen in a three to five. You, you do a three to five, get into a fight, and you get street charges in jail. You can get an assault charge in jail and add on to your time. You see? So now that 3 to 5 becomes a 5 to 8. And then something else could happen after that. Because you bonded into a situation that you did not do the discovery on. You did not do the knowledge on it. You did not look at what was being said, what was being thought about you. Nor did you dis- discover or, or seek to explore the mind of the person that you're now engaged in this battle with. But you took the judgment. See, that a lot of people, they get married in the same way. They don't take the time to discover the mind of the person that they're engaged with or to offer up their own thoughts and their own, as we would say in court, your own argument or your own rebuttal. You don't put any motions forth, no affidavits, no nothing, but then you allow a judge to stand before you and say, okay, you're married. And then you wonder why it doesn't work out. Because there was no dignified courtship process where we get to know each other, where we get to discover each other and understand that we're coming together for the purposes of moving each other towards our divine purpose. Whatever that is, if, if you have a God that, that you deal with, and you know, if you're a religious person, you know, again, I'm speaking to Anu people, but you know, we're going to our higher mind, our higher thought. So men as you meet that woman and women as you meet that man, you're saying, Okay, can I assist this person? And coming up to the throne of our, of our high mind, of our ori, of our consciousness together. Okay? We're coming together. Almost like Voltron. When the lions come together and you see that the, the colors come up into the sky together. That's what it basically is. It's not that I'm going to hoist her up so she can be something. She's a goddess and I'm just down here, her servant. Or I'm going to hoist him up and he's the god and I'm her, and I'm his servant. But it's that... We're both going to reach our highest potential together as a team and, and, and as partners. You see, that's what's happening. So there's still a movement and that she should already be in motion and he should already be in motion. And you're just coming together and assisting the one motion you're creating. So now when you present yourself to your ancestors or to your high deities, you're presenting yourself as one. Which is essentially the most high or the supreme being becoming itself again. Because when that masculine and that feminine rejoin itself, it becomes what, it's, what it was in its first mind. In its first mind when it said, we, let us make man in our image. In its first mind, it was the unity of masculine and feminine. The Elohim, feminine God, masculine God. You see, so when you're coming together in a bonding and in a relationship, you are creating your godhood again. And moving forward with that so that you can evolve that even further. You don't get that in dating. You don't get that in dating. Because you don't dig into the mind of the person in that sense. And often in dating, what you're doing is you're trying to see how much of a marital experience you can experience without actually being married. How much physical intimacy can I have? How much money can I extract out of this situation? How much assistance can I get? Maybe this person will help me babysit my children. Maybe this person will help me with my my homework, you know, uh, or, or whatever situation that I'm going through. All the things that a mate would do, maybe I can get from this person. As opposed to being tempered through the patience of a courtship process. No, we're not going to do that. You can't do that. Can't do that. And and what if it's chaperoned on top of that? Well, the chaperone is now, whenever you, you you two are going out together, the chaperone is with you. You see? Making determinations as to how you're moving. And maybe when you need some guidance or... You know, because for a lot of people, how is it that they've learned about marriages and marital relationships, they've learned about it through secular means, whether from watching TV or from someone who is teaching outside of their divine temple. So what are they going to teach you? They're going to teach you the human's way of marital relationship. But you were born with a divine spark of a divine mind. They're not going to teach you the divine mind's intention as it comes to marriage. They're going to teach you the lower order thinking as it comes to as it comes to marriage. Well, you could protect your assets and this and that and so forth and the third. But when you're mating or you're you're striving towards a mating process and you're doing it within a structure of a spiritual or a cultural community who where there are elders. Who are, who are living out what it is that you're striving towards, they can help you to come back to that original mind and say, well, originally, we joined for this purpose. We joined for this reason. Now, sure, I may like this person because they look good and they turn me on and things like that, but even that can be a form of, bri- of bribery that you have to be careful about. Ooh, I just want him so bad, he's so handsome. You see? And sometimes you see people will experience that through social media. I've seen relationships, quote unquote, started on social media and ended on social media where the people never even met each other. I know males. This is literally who say that they have three or four wives. Literally. And these are these are females that they met on Facebook. But they've never seen in person, and if or the marriages, quote unquote, break up on Facebook, and still ain't never even seen each other. See, that's become normalized in our society. You know, not I want to see how this person moves amongst elders. Do they have respect the respect to elders? I want to see how they move in their community. No, that's gone. None of that. You know, can this person satisfy my desire, my hankering? I'm lonely. And if this person can speak to me in a certain way or speak to me at a certain frequency, I become less lonely. And now that qualifies them in my eyes for the bonding process. You see, or maybe I I don't know how to love myself and I'm love, I'm love deficit. And this person comes along and rubs my back in a certain way and feigns support or supports me. And now I say, I finally found a woman who loves me. Because. She came to the event and, you know, I was going for my CDL test and she helped me study or, you know, um, I wasn't feeling well. And she came and she brought me some soup or whatever it is, you see. So now what happens is it's a form of, of magic almost. Now I'm being manipulated at a lower base level. And I might bond into something and she may not mean to manipulate me. That may not be. Her intention, but she doesn't know because if she hasn't done the discovery, she's not aware of the deficits that are already inside of my mind, nor am I aware of hers. Like when I say something simple to her, like, oh, I got your back. I'd do anything for you. Which I shouldn't want to do anything for a woman I'm courting. I don't know her like that. I'm getting to know her, but I got your back. I'd never leave you. I'd do anything for you. She may have abandonment issues that I don't even know about. So when I say that now, she's already begun to bond herself to me energetically. So now the entire process of getting to know each other has been perverted, distorted, and tainted. You see? So a courtship is important to maintain that dignity. And not only for that, in, a, in an error of accusations, especially when a chaperone, you, may, you can make sure that when you walk away from that situation... Someone can't come behind later and speak about who and what you are because of all the conversations and things that were had in private. Let's say if you have a woman and again, you know, she's making your meals every day for lunch and then things don't work out because there's all this passion during this fake courtship. Things don't work out. So afterwards now she has all this passionate about how much she doesn't like you and how much she still feels bonded to you but had to break that bond. And she goes off and tells everyone how you couldn't even make your own meals and you, I had to make meals for him every day. I loved him so much, I even made his food for him and that wasn't even enough. You see? Or you get with a woman and she starts telling you about her her son needs braces or her car's acting up and she needs some money for her car or her rent's not paid and you give her some money during the process of dating when you're supposed to get to know her and then things go sour. Now you go out and tell everybody that she's a gold digger. You see. Or you start you speak about the relationship she has with her children's father or or, you know, um, whatever it is, because you've crossed lines that you shouldn't have crossed. And now if things don't work out, now the accusations will begin to fly because that's just the nature of people. So a courtship allows you to maintain the respectability and the dignity during the process and even after, it. whether the after is a marriage or the after is a determination that this isn't for us. You and I are not for one another, which is fine, too, especially when it's in a way where you're you're searching discovery because you may search discovery like even in a court case and determine this isn't me. This person you're describing is not me. I don't even belong here. I'm out. The same thing can happen in the courtship. Who you thought I was, I'm not. Or who I thought you were, you're not. And that's okay. But I'm looking for something different. All right. So uh, I wanted to share that briefly. I know I went over time uh, because my recorder stopped here a couple of times. Now I gotta figure out how to put all this together and then get back on the road. <laughs> I got about another seven hours. In front of me And I had about 10 hours behind me Alright So um, Something willfully Sparks some thought with you all And uh, you know We'll build on it going forward I have a actual in, You know Work solutions for dysfunctional family relationships That I would urge you all to check out If you're interested in the subject And I actually have another work That I'm working on now Dealing specifically with bonding And courtship And so forth and so on Alright And remember to pick up Charles Evans' book, you know, as well as uh, Victor Boussole. But I'll, I'll share more of his information. I wasn't able to get into his as much um, in terms of speaking about it, all right? But um, until such time, yeah, this has been Chief Uya. And to listen to all the podcasts, go to com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You can subscribe through iTunes, uh, Android podcast, I mean Google Podcasts, um, Spotify, a bunch of other ones. I don't know all the different places, but you can get it a bunch of different places, all right? And uh, be sure to, re- to leave those positive reviews on iTunes so we can push this up, 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 and that way people know what we're talking about and what we're dealing with, all right? So into such time, I'll see you probably this Wednesday on the Orisha.com podcast, all right? Everyone, enjoy your day, peace.